Praise the Lord. So this week we'll continue with current events and a little bit of scripture. And um, someone sent me this article about Dolly Parton and how she has strong feelings about Black Lives Matter. And she doesn't hold back about it. And um, she was, <laughs> I guess, doing an interview and someone asked her, um, about Black Lives Matter and the struggle for equality in America. And she said, of course Black Lives Matter. You know how she talks, you know, in that Southern... She shot back when asked about recent protests for racial justice following the death of George Floyd. Do we think our little white butts, and she, but she didn't say butts, are the only ones that matter? No. In the interview, um, she mentions... About she talks about her decision to name uh, her diner attraction. She she it used to be Dixie Stampede, and then she changed it to Dolly's Stampede. She changed it because she said realizing how hurtful the word Dixie is to some people, and she said there's no such thing as innocent ignorance, and so many of us are guilty of that. She told the interviewer. When they said Dixie was an offensive word, I thought, well, I just don't want to offend anybody. This is a business. We'll just call it the stampede. As soon as you realize that something is a problem, you should fix it. Don't be a dumb bunny. But she didn't say it that way. <laughs> That's where my heart is. I would never dream of hurting anybody on purpose. And... Um, in 2016, she told Larry King that she gets pushback from Christian fans about her support of LGBTQ people. But rather than dance around the issue, she said it calls them, she just goes ahead and calls them out on their unchristian attitudes and behaviors. I keep saying, 
If you're the fine Christian that you think you are, why are you judging people? A lot of people make that mistake that she's making. They, they, they assume because you call something out as being wrong that you're judging, but we're not judging. God established. I mean, because if the Lord didn't establish a standard, we would say just about everything that's contrary to God's word is okay. But the Lord established the standard, not us. And she says, I think that we should just be more loving, more caring. We are who we are. If you're gay, you're gay. You're straight, you're straight. And you should be allowed to be who, how you are and who you are. You, you are allowed to be how you are and who you are, but there are consequences behind it. Like the Lord said, you can choose who you're going to serve. That's, that's not uh, the issue. Is what happens after you choose. You know, your choice has its consequences. Consequences, right. So that's the, it's no different than, you know, in the Bible it says, thou shalt not steal. But you go and you steal, and you get caught. If somebody calls you a thief, you can't say you're judging me. You say, no, the Lord said, the Lord said. I said, because now, if the Lord hadn't said it, we probably would say stealing is fine. But what I was trying to say, there are consequences naturally as well as spiritually. Right. You know, you have to suffer the consequences uh, for disobeying man's law as well as disobeying God's law. Right, and man's law is based upon God's law. I mean, how would man know to say, thou shalt not steal? Thou Unless not God kill. set the standard. Right, God has set something within us so that almost, I, I, I haven't traveled the world, but it seems like when they uh, expose us to any other cultures, different cultures, they have a sense of fairness. They have a sense of what lying is, what stealing is, what murder is. God has established a standard. And it's not us. The Lord's done it. And just because you call somebody on it doesn't mean you're judging them. Well, moving on to another article about Dolly Parton. Um, her, Dolly Parton and Zach Williams collaborate to make a number one hit Christian song. And this article came from ChristianHeadlines.com and they um, sing a song titled There Was Jesus. It's, it's a song about hope and troubled times and how Jesus is always there, especially when things seem darkest. And according to the Christian Post, the song topped 10.5 million impressions on the Christian airwaves, which put it in the number one spot on Billboard's Christian Adult Contemporary Chart for the week starting September 6th of this year. It's surpassed uh, together by For King and Country, which held the number one spot for four weeks running. So in a statement to Billboard magazine, Dolly Parton commented, having a number one record at any time is a great thing, but having a number one faith-based record during these crazy times is even greater. I feel humbled and blessed to be part of this wonderful song with Zach Williams. It does my heart good to know that we have touched the lives of so many people. Um, so songwriters Casey Beathart and Jonathan Smith collaborated with Zach Williams to write the song's lyrics about Jesus always being there in troubled times. But Zach Williams produced the song. It was written in October and reminds one of a blend of Matt Redman and Chris Tomlin and Dolly Parton's more traditional 
country classic. So um, you can always look it up and listen to it. Yeah, because the words, the lyrics are true, even if you don't agree with uh, some of the viewpoints of the lifestyle of the people who are singing it, which is why when the person says, you can't listen to any music that comes out of Bethel, that's too broad of a, of a statement because different artists write music and songs, and though Dolly Parton is singing and, and collaborating, she didn't write the song. You know, so God can inspire someone, just like David wrote psalms, uh, the chief musician wrote psalms, and, and we uh, pray them, we read them, we sing them. You know, so you can't, if, if, if the message in and of itself is true, you can't deny the truth of something. You know, you can't deny God's word in something. So some of the lyrics, it says, there was Jesus on the mountains, in the valleys, there was Jesus. In the shadows of the alleys, there was Jesus. In the fire, in the flood, there was Jesus. Always is and always was. No, I never walk alone. Never walk alone. You're always there. So it is a good song. And now um, I just want to remind everybody to pray. Pray for people who are being persecuted. Pray for... All the people affected in California and Oregon about the fires and officials recently were preparing, preparing for a mass fatality as deadly wildfires continued to burn and they were trying to um, um, evacuate as many people as possible. But there were some people who who just couldn't get warning in time to evacuate their homes and get to safety. Thousands of structures were destroyed and um, not only in Oregon but in California and um, in Washington there were 10 large fires that were burning. Uh, death was reported there. The fire destroyed 80% of a small town of Malden recently wiping out its post office, the fire department, the city hall, the library. Um, um, Governor Jay Inslee blamed climate change on the extreme devastating fires. But, you know, I hear that, you know, the f couple of them were set, and not necessarily on purpose, but... You know, one was as a result of a, I don't know, type of firework in a gender reveal party. And um, so some of them were accidents because people weren't thinking. Um, I don't know, but we need to pray for all the people that are affected by the fires. And then there's Christian persecution. I mean, it's all over. I read an article recently that China was paying people $70 in our money, $70 to report people who are praying. They find them praying in homes and stuff or meeting for Bible, Bible study. And what do they do? They, they get $70 for reporting them. So there's an incentive for reporting people, you know, because they need money, I guess. 
A Pakistani Christian man was charged with deadly blasphemy sentence over a Facebook post. You know, they, they monitor everything, yeah. everywhere. Um, China fines a Christian man $2,870 for holding online Bible study. Um, a Christian was hospitalized for more than two weeks after an assault in India. Um, Christian headmaster faced execution by radical Islamist group. Um, so there's ongoing and intensifying persecution of Christians in China and, and everywhere. Um, so we need to keep people in our prayers in other countries. Right. Holding them up before the Lord. And then I ran across this article here, and it is just so stupid. We're asking for prayer for people in other countries. Other people in other countries are sacrificing, literally sacrificing their lives because they want Jesus. And here's this article from Christian Headlines that says that the majority of Americans and nearly a third of evangelicals say that Jesus was a good teacher, but he was not God. And a total of 52% Americans say that Jesus was a good teacher, but not God. Um, and, and then I'm thinking, well, if he was a good teacher, what was he teaching? You know, that you consider to be good. The things that he was teaching, he was teaching as God because he's God. But you, you give him credit for the goodness in it, but not credit for the fact that he is the word, and therefore what he is speaking is life, it's, him, it's himself. But you'll give him credit, say, oh, it's good, but he's not God. I mean, that's kind of stupid. So 65% <laughs> of evangelicals mm -hmm. believe Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God, a statement that conflicts with the Bible. Right. We're in a country that is so full of freedom, and I think that's that we're cutting our own throats because well, of the freedom. Well, I don't, well, I feel like freedom is fine. I just think they're cutting their own throats because they don't want to give God the glory. They don't want to give the Lord the credit for being who he is. It's like one person said, they don't want to give credit to the name of Jesus. They don't want the Lord to be recognized as being God. They want him to be equal. And the Lord said, there's none above me, nor none beside me. There's no one greater. There's no one equal to me. And I think a lot of people do the, oh, there's no one greater. But most people do the equal. You know, there are things that they consider to be equal with the Lord. Their family, their finances. They might not say, I, they, might not say they put it above God. But they most certainly probably put it equal with the Lord. I've seen people, you know, who said, if, if, if the children, if the Lord would touch the children, like this one woman, you know, her child, they feel like they don't know if they could take it. Because it's not that they say it's greater, but it definitely is equal to the Lord. And mm -hmm. that's a danger. Mm -hmm. So anyway, if you want to see the full results from the survey, which was just released uh, September 8th, uh, you can go to thestateoftheology.com. And the survey was based on interviews in March with 3,002 3, United States 
adults. And then while we hear that article, then there's another survey, and this article comes out of CBN News, and it says that uh, for years, mission groups have been talking about the rapid growth of Christianity in Iran. And now, a survey of Irani Iranian citizens is backing up those claims. Um, the results show that 1.5% of those surveyed identified themselves as Christians. The numbers suggest that there are probably hundreds of thousands of Christians in, Islamic Repub in the Islamic Republic and could be quickly approaching one million. So Iranians are turning their back on to their faith, to their institutional faith, and receiving Christianity as their new faith. Now, what is the difference between here in the United States and there in Iran? What do they see that we don't hear, the people here don't see? They say that there is no God, he's a good teacher, he's... Right, but he's not God, you know, uh, he's just a prophet. And yet, there are people, like the Lord said, their eyes are becoming open. And those people who God has given a chance, and they reject the Lord, the Lord said that he rejects them. Now, I mean, it's people who seem to be the most blessed seem to be the most ungrateful. I'm telling you. I don't know. So, uh, many Muslim background believers come to Christ through the radio or TV, and that isn't the best way to grow in faith, but that's amazing that they are coming to the Lord because of that. 47% uh, said they used to be religious, but they are no longer religious at all. Iranians feel Islam is bankrupt. They have turned their backs to their faith, to their institutional faith, and they are looking for answers elsewhere. So they need, they need hope. They're looking for hope. Salvation. Right. Someone to save them, to come and rescue them. So anyway, you know, moving on toward politics. And I ran across this article about Ivanka Trump, and she posted a Bible verse on her Twitter account. And this article says that Ava DuVernay and Franklin Leonard have responded in what just saying what they thought about Ivanka's, uh, Ivanka Trump's tweet. Now, I didn't know who Ava DuVernay and Franklin, Franklin Leonard were, so I looked it up, and Ava Marie DuVernay is an American filmmaker. She won the directing award in the U.S. Dramatic Competition at the 2012 Sundance Film Festival for her second feature film, Middle of Nowhere, becoming the first black woman to win the award. Franklin Leonard is an American film executive best known for founding The Blacklist, a yearly publication featuring Hollywood's most popular unproduced screenplays. Now, Ivanka's tweet was directed toward those mourning the loss of George Floyd and others who lost their lives as a result of police brutality. And she said, this is what the Lord said. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. 
And that verse comes from 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 5. And DeVerney answered the tweet with a picture of actor Chadwick Boseman giving a cynical look. Leonard pointed out the meaning behind the verse and said, this is literally an excerpt from a Bible story about deliverance from a mad king. He attached a screenshot of the section of the Bible. And to me, that's an example of a person who takes uh, the scriptures and they try to make it concrete to the point where you can't, it's not based on faith because that scripture applied then and it also applies now. In, in, in a situation where you feel as if you are in a losing situation, it's still God's word. God's word is alive. God's word is living. And the way these people read scriptures is static to them. And, I, and it's, it's sad because they're, they're trapped in a situation where they can't move ahead because they're, they're just stuck. You know, if you read the Bible, and if you really believe that God is going to answer you, it doesn't matter what it is a story of that you take the verse from. And usually, nine times out of ten, if you're fasting and you're praying and you're looking for an answer, the Lord will point out a portion of a scripture for your situation. Right, because he's living. He's the living word. I think really too because they uh they mad they got something against some people within the Trump camp. Now if it came from like Michelle Obama, they would praise it. Okay. But if it was but if it was if Donald Trump said it, anybody from the Trump camp camp said it, then they then they just they find fault with it. That's like, true. That's true. I I, right. I have to agree with that. Person can't win for losing. But, I mean, you can just get a portion of a scripture, whether it's uh, three words. It, you don't have to get the whole story. You don't have to be, story. Or be in that particular situation that the scripture came from. That might not be your background or your, your story or your trial, but the word is still the same. And evidently, Ava DuVernay and Franklin Leonard haven't ever been in that position where they needed God's help. And they searched the scripture and prayed and fasted and asked the Lord for help because he will answer you right. whether you're saved or not saved. He'll honor if, your faith. That's right. So then I have this other article. It was sent to me by someone. And it says that the new evangelical claim is that Donald Trump only watched... Gospel TV until he was elected. Well, how do they know? <laughs> Where are they? With him every hour, every moment? You know, how do they know he only did that until he was elected? It says that far-right evangelical leaders will say anything to get President Donald Trump re-elected. And like the commander-in-chief, they're willing to lie for political gain. So televangelist Kenneth Copeland, a member of, member of Trump's Faith Advisory Council, is now claiming that Trump only watched gospel television stations before he was elected, and now he's too busy to tune in, and it causes him to cuss. Well, causes who to cuss, Copeland or Trump? I don't know. <laughs> Seems I don't like know. he's had, had a lot of that lately. Well, with T.D. Jakes <laughs> yeah. in the middle of his... Um, right. 
Until he got elected president, gospel TV is all he ever watched, Copeland said during a sermon. He didn't watch anything else. How does he? I just don't know how they know that. Right. And, yeah, but he's the president of the United States. He can talk any way he wants to, but... That's not because um, he's the president of the United States. Anybody can talk any way they want to. They all, we all have to give an account to the Lord. Anyway, I, I found that funny. Yes. I found it very funny. I don't know where they get their information from. Um, so there's a lot of articles out there about... I don't know if I'm going to get to everything I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to talk about John MacArthur. Remember we talked about him, how he um, sued the gov or the state of Cal or the you know California for making sure that he could hold Grace Community Church could hold church indoors, and he won. Well, what happened is that they turned around and they appealed and now they say that he can't hold court I mean hold church indoors unless he wants to get held in contempt of court hmm. and fined up to ten thousand dollars every time they meet. That's but well, I would like to know the the reasoning behind the decision. I would like to know why. And see, they're giving us the end result, but they're not giving us the story as to why, the facts that lead and up to the decision. What's really um, confusing is that, you know who Dr. Burks is? She's always on, she's part of the White House, uh, mm -hmm. the doctor who's always giving updates. And she was telling CBN News that it's okay for churches to meet indoors. Just wear a mask. And she said, uh, abide by proper safety and health precautions. And um, she said, I've met with many people inside, and what I always do is tell them to wear a mask. That's what we need to do in the churches. Um, just practice safe health precautions. And I would like to know, if, if they're and practicing if the, safe health precautions, what is their reasoning? Unless... Unless Grace Community Church does not require them to wear masks, right. social distancing, uh, maybe, uh, maybe that's it. Maybe they're just meeting because, because they're still doing. They're saying that the churches are open, but I was talking to someone, and uh, they were saying that they still have to make appointments, you know, in order to attend service. You have to stay six feet apart. Right. You have to be escorted to your pew. You can't leave when you want to. You have to be escorted out of so the that's building. Not, to me, that's not even like when I went to the even when I went to the doctor's office, that's how they treated me. I I couldn't leave the room. The, they came to draw my blood in the room, and then they I had to wait for someone to take me out of the building because they didn't want anybody touching doorknobs oh, or, my goodness. or anything. So, um, but maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe he is. Um, allowing people to worship without wearing masks, without sitting... And, and it would be nice if they would let us know that's what the problem is. I don't know, maybe there is an article out there that says exactly what they're doing, but um, we'll have to just go ahead and continue this next week. 
Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. The verse of the day comes from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me, in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what happens to you if you refuse to listen or to take instruction? And the answer is, you will have poverty and shame. And that answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 18, which reads, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. This week's food for thought is what happens to a person who trusts in the Lord and has hope in the Lord? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought. <laughs>